The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof! Episode 509! Episode 509 of Far Lands of Bust is here, and we, ooh, we are ready to secure the previous episode's hidey hole. I guess... Mm, I don't know, I feel like doing something a little bit more uh, different with the pink wool. We'll figure something out, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, we found a pink sheep in the last episode. Perhaps we'll find another in this, right Wolfie? He's not so confident. But yes, in episode 509 here, it is Tuesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2015, for your timestamp of the episode. And uh, let's just get out a boat, why don't we? And continue west to the Far Lands in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3. That's right! We are not using current versions of the game because the the Far Lands, they do not exist anymore. After Beta 1.8, the so-called Adventure Update, they changed some some shenanigans in the uh, the code and the, the Far Lands rendering as we know it were removed. It's just normal terrain generation all the way out to 30 million blocks is the literal end of the Minecraft world. Uh, so that's why we didn't upgrade. We are playing in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3. So at 12,500,000 some odd blocks, we do have the Far Lands. The Far Lands, they, they doth exist here, and that is why we are continuing on. Uh, we're also continuing on, and, and more importantly, have been continuing on for, for many years, because we're raising money for Child's Play Charity over at farlandsorbus.com. We are up to $4,343.50 over at farlandsorbus.com, trying to raise $60,000 this season, season 6, appropriately, of Farlands Bust. Uh, overall, we've raised over $335,000 for the charity in the past four years, four plus years. And uh, that's all thanks to you guys, to Farlanders around the world. I do appreciate it. All that money goes directly... To Child's Play Charity, helping get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. Thank you so much for that continued support. Hello, pig. You certainly are in the, the news lately, aren't you? Hey, continuing on. Um, oh, I wanted to mention, actually, uh, this is Tuesday's episode, like I said, September 22nd. Uh, if you don't know, or if you haven't uh, gotten wise to this news, I have been rather uncharacteristically, frequently, and uh, on schedule keeping a, a schedule of... Hey, check out that. A hole-in-one. Well, not quite a hole-in-one for Wolfie. I've been keeping a live stream schedule. Once a week, we've been doing it on Tuesday and calling it Twitch Tuesday. <laughs> it used to be Twitch Wednesday, and I had a Twitch Thursday or something. Uh, Mindcrack Monday I was doing for a while, but I've been doing Twitch Tuesday, and it's worked out quite well. So if you're watching this episode, I'm actually probably live streaming over at twitch.tv slash Mac. Probably. Probably. I usually also upload a video to the channel as well, saying I'm live streaming. Uh, but it's been working out in the past where I, I basically, I just reserve Tuesday for live streaming. 
no other episodes or videos go up on my channel except the Far Lands of Bust. And then I use the Far Lands of Bust episode. I play it on the live stream. We watch it together in the chat and, and we discuss and whatever uh, while I take a lunch break. And the past few weeks have been like pretty much all day live streams. Who am I, Sevidus or somebody? Uh, pretty much all day live streams. I think like five hour live streams where I do, uh, like last week I did uh, Universe Sandbox and then I did Mindcrack again and, and then I, I, I cooled down with some Rocket League. Uh, so just a bunch of little games. We have fun. And so that's over at twitch.tv slash KurtJMac. And yes, I realize I do not have a sub button yet. That is due to choice. <laughs> so. Uh, but that's all right. We're just gonna we just hang out there and uh, do some some live streaming stuff. It's it's all the rage these days. What with the the Twitches and and the YouTube gamings. I don't know if I'm gonna try YouTube gaming. I could try YouTube gaming. Maybe maybe one of these days. Perhaps not for a Twitch Tuesday. That obviously wouldn't work. Uh, but that that would kind of not be on brand with Twitch Tuesday. But maybe we'll we'll have to just try it out to 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 test how it works. If it's any any better or worse. Uh, it's probably, there's probably a, a learning curve since we already are familiar with Twitch or whatever. But yeah, anyway, that's beside the point. Just just uh, head on over to, to, you know, if you're already watching this episode and, and you have free availability to to actually watch a live stream, then, then watch it which, with a bunch of your, your Farlander friends and even myself. Although I'm mostly silent because I'm eating lunch during that time. But uh, yeah, that's been working out. I'm, I'm having a good time doing that. Uh, also, I mean, if if watching video isn't your thing, don't forget that Far Lands of Bust is also now available as a podcast at podbean.com. That's flob, F-L-O-B, dot podbean.com. Uh, that is where you can listen directly from there. Uh, it's also on iTunes. If you search podcasts for Far Lands of Bust, you will find the Far Lands of Bust podcast. You can subscribe there. Uh, or, or however you doth need to download or view, not view, but listen to your, your podcasts, you can do so. Uh, it's just available in an MP3 audio format. And I also, I do keep, I do keep the, uh, the game background stuff. It's not just my voice. I could just take the voice track, but that would be kind of weird uh, in instances where things happen. <laughs> like wolfy woofs and uh, you hear... I don't know, fall damage, or uh, like the TNT explosion from a few episodes ago. So it's kind of a, it's an uh, audio experience for those of you who perhaps want to listen on your commute, or can't stand the jitteriness from being this far out. Far out, man! Just wanted to give it a little, just a little, little bit of a heads up, a recap, in case we have any new followers, or perhaps you missed that news. The various ways in which you can enjoy your Far Lands of Bustitude I, I aims to please. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, let's actually um, perhaps jump on some of these questions that we've gotten from donors when they donate to Child's Play Charity. This one from an anonymous donor who asks, Have you ever thought, hello wolves, have you ever thought of joining the military? I'm leaving for the Air Force on the 20th. Oh, so that means you've already gone. Good luck. If you had to join the military, what branch would you join, and what kind of job would you like? I did in oop lava. I did indeed consider joining the military after high school because I had zero clue as to what I wanted to do. I also liked. I was kind of you know it's kind of the the teenage boy thing. That's kind of their 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 marketing <laughs> scheme is towards the teenage boys, obviously, to recruit them. 
for uh, joining the military. I obviously really liked airplanes. I was really into the Air Force, as you are joining. Uh, but of course, as I'm sure you're aware, you really don't get to be a pilot of said airplanes unless you are an officer and you make a career out of it, really. You don't really get that sort of on that sort of track with the, the standard four-year enlistment or whatever it is these days. Uh, so I looked into it. Uh, I had some guy from the Marines constantly bothering me on the phone, some recruiter guy. Uh, considered, the, bleh, considered the Navy. My grandpa was in the Navy during World War II, and there was always a little bit of interest in that. But uh, I'm glad I didn't. I was of prime age, having graduated just at the turn of the millennia. Uh, the following year, obviously, some, some bad stuff happened, and uh, some, some bad decisions were made, and war! Hey, everywhere! So I probably would have been prime target for ending up in one of those places, and that would not have been good. That would not have been the aim of joining the military for me, even though I know technically that's kind of part of the service, but you, you know my drift. I'm, I, I've kind of since revised my, my opinions and my thoughts about militaries and war, and have become much more a fan of diplomacy and pacifism versus versus all that other crud. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not not a big fan of the idea of harming other individuals, but... Uh, so yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Glad I didn't. No, I mean, certainly, good luck to you, and thank you for the donation to Child's Play Charity before you, you head off and, and whatever, but uh, uh, hopefully hopefully you uh, get through your time in the Air Force in, in peace uh, and uh, safety for yourself and others around you. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't, and, um, but yeah, certainly, certainly the, the Air Force, I was really just interested in, in airplanes and flight, and, and even though, you know, I could, obviously, being a fighter pilot is a completely other situation entirely, you gotta be the top of the top of the top and have, like, 10-20 vision, like, magnified vision or something like that, which I was far from having, uh, of course, from there, then, most, you know, most pilots... Uh, in the military, Air Force, Navy pilots, Army pilots, uh, you'll find will end up becoming test pilots or something, and those are the people who are primed for becoming astronauts. So that could have been a positive track for joining the military, is to end up in the, uh, you know, signing up to be an astronaut uh, candidate would have been an interesting, would have been an interesting side effect of that, but uh, lo and behold, that is not the way my, my life has transpired, unfortunately. So I shall never leave these surly bonds of Earth. Surly bonds, <laughs> Newman. Uh, so that, that's a shame. But uh, but anyway, but anyway, there are other paths to becoming an astronaut, like being a geologist. They're certainly right now looking for more uh, people who are up on biology and, and physiology, human, you know, doctors and whatnot. The human, the human uh, body's reaction to space flight and whatever is kind of a big deal right now. Uh, but that's beside the point. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And awakeness. And a continuing onness. Along the same lines, I actually I had no idea. I didn't even mean to order these uh, questions in this order, but it works. From Torin Dark Flight, Dark Flight. 
<laughs> He's evil. Uh, they're evil. I'm, I'm not. I can't say 100% either way if they're a he or she. But Torin Darkflight, if you had the opportunity to go to space and perform science experience, experience experiments, what are some of the experiments you would personally be curious to try? Hmm. I don't know. Generally, beyond uh, or uh, not really popular uh, knowledge is that you know astronauts tend to not do their own experiments. They're really kind of just people who, you know, up there do other people's science, you know, they kind of just carry out instructions and, uh, you know, other experiments from ground-based teams or universities or, or, you know, professors or scientists who can't go to space, you know, so it's, it's not often the case where a, a a mission specialist, as, as they're called, uh, or a pilot, or, or or anyone like that, as as an astronaut, really has the say as to the the type of tasks they perform, the type of science they science science they perform. Uh, you know, lately there there's been news that they uh, they recently grew and and recently ate the first space grown lettuce leaves. Some sort of romaine lettuce was incubated and, and grown on the space station and it was harvested and eaten for the first time uh, so they're testing out growing plants obviously and uh, food which would assist in long duration flight um, you know they do experiments uh, they have certain little fruit flies and, and gnats and spiders and things uh, some of that some of that seems like a little bit curiosity's sake how does the spider spin its web in, in, in uh, microgravity or, or whatever uh, but then again there's also a lot of science into uh, diseases cancers cancer treatments because you know certain diseases uh, microbes and and uh, even medicines behave differently in in uh, microgravity uh, so there's certainly things going on with that and obviously the most important thing is like I said the Long duration space flights uh, effect on the human body, uh, which is the quote unquote year in space. Uh, what the two astronauts are spending a year on the space station, or this kind of the, the longer term tests on that. But what would I? I'm not sure. There's not a lot of. I'm, I'm interested, obviously, in astronomy and stuff. There's not a lot of astronomy. Whoa! Astronomy or. Uh, Cosmology or, or space science that can be done as an astronaut, a lot of that's probably better done by telescopes and stuff. They do have, there is a, uh, there is a couple instruments on the space station for measuring like the microwave background radiation. There's something that was put up there, I completely forgot what it was though. But again, the astronauts really have nothing to do with that, they just installed it and it's controlled by the ground, you know, teams, ground astronomers or whatever. Um, I suppose... Ideally, if I was an astronaut, I would like to go somewhere, say, like the moon or Mars or, or, or an asteroid or something, and study geology, the geology of, of a different planet or, or asteroid or other... Did that tree just throw something at me? <laughs> it's like, you ever go hiking and, like, uh, a chestnut falls near you and you look up and there's a squirrel up there? I'm like, hey, <laughs> stop throwing your nuts at me. Uh, sorry, I digress. Uh, so yeah, that would probably be ideal would be to actually travel somewhere and collect samples 
but even then, the astronauts are simply there to collect samples and observe and, and photograph, and then they bring those samples back to be tested by scientists on the ground. But yeah, that, that would be ideal. If I had to choose, it would be to go somewhere and do some sort of geological science on a planet or, or moon or, uh, you know, Europa or, you know, something like that would be kind of cool. So yeah, thank you very much for that question. Hanno from Germany asks, uh, or says, excuse me, I read a hilarious, that's how they said it, hilarious article yesterday about a metal band from Phoenix, Arizona. Apparently they call themselves Oakley Dokley and they dress like Ned Flanders of Simpsons fame. Do you know about them? And what would your thoughts be about this? I saw a brief little post about that on the internet. Uh, they are a, a Ned Flanders theme metal band. I it I, I it has no difference whether or not because I'm located in Phoenix or not whether or not I've heard of them. Uh, but I I haven't listened to any of their their stuff. There's a lot there's a lot of things like that. There are a lot of very specific niche I suppose. Uh, whether or not it be for for satirical purposes or or whatever. I think that's kind of funny though. <laughs> it's it's a little bit funny. But yeah, I haven't listened. Are are all of their songs? Ned Flanders related, or is it simply the, simply the, whoa, simply the personas that they they have decide their their costumes or whatever. Uh, but I'm not sure. Yes, that's I'm I'm sure there's plenty of similar things even in Germany or, or elsewhere. Whoops. Good thing I have this iron axe. Speaking of metal bands, I've got my iron axe. <laughs> uh, Axe is another term for guitar. Uh, oh man! Uh, all right, well, I just picked up all this wood, and I gotta make it into planks. There we go. Ooh, now I got a bunch of trees. Speaking of trees, dropping things on me. Get planted. Poof. You as well. Woof. So yes, I had heard about that, but no, I haven't heard them. I don't know where in Phoenix they are. Phoenix is a really big spread out area, so it's not like, you know, oh, they're from Phoenix. Do you have you met them? No, I, what? <laughs> it's a uh, it's, it's very spread out. Spread out, man. Give me some space. Um, and uh yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like not like, you know, you say even like similarly like LA. LA is like eight cities smushed together <laughs> into one location. Uh so Phoenix not quite to that scale, but uh similar. Ooh, that's Interesting. It's a chicken. Or a, a, a chochobo or something. Is that what they're called from Final Fantasy? I don't know. I'm not a fan of the Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah, you see there's the head and there's the leg. Interesting. We're seeing interesting shapes here in Firelands of Us. Shapes! Science! Shapes and science and... and what's the... the um, geometries? Geometry is the word. I almost said geology. I was stuck on geology. Woof. Wolfie was as well. Speaking, oh, another good segue. Speaking of music, uh, an anonymous donor asked, what is, or I'm sorry, do you have a, how did I get that wrong? That's not even close. What is, do you have, do you have a favorite or generally appreciated piece of classical music? If so, what is it? Hmm, classical music, you say? Probably O Fortuna, isn't that what it was called? I don't know who the composer is. Brahms, maybe? 
it's just very dramatic and booming. It's it's got a lot of just loud noises. I'm not gonna sing a few bars or anything like that, but you, you just you know what that is, right? It, it does have that very space dramatic echoey feel to it that I think is kind of cool. Uh, you'd think I maybe would have chosen the theme from uh, I don't even know what it is, the space 2001 a Space Odyssey. But no, not really. What is that? Uh, what's that song? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that much about classical music, to be honest with you. Uh, other than the, the big names, <laughs> the big names, the, the Mozarts, the Brahms, the, the Yo-Yo Ma's. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was a that was a different question. But yeah, I'll have to go with O Fortuna. I think is what it, the the title of the piece is. It might be part of a larger piece. I don't know, a movement, if you will, a an ensemble, a crescendo, a... Uh, sure. Words! All those words. Put them together. What do you got? Music. Let's see here as we get out of the boat and completely destroy it on the shoreline. This one from Mel. So I know when Vintage Beef does Q&As, everyone asks about his dog, Bubba. So I'm going to ask about Eva. How is she doing? Any cute stories to share? Finally, have you trained her to complete new puzzles since the Flabathon? Ah, uh, yeah, I have that little plastic puzzle thing where she's got to remove blocks and then there's treats under the blocks and then she's got to rotate the thing after the thing treats have been removed to get more treats. Uh, no, although I probably should. I probably should find a way to uh, intellectually uh, test and stimulate the intellectually kind of cat dogs are known as being very smart dogs that's kind of a good reason so yeah I should it's kind of a problem because I bought that toy and she had a hard time to begin with getting it figured out because she couldn't get a good grip on on the pieces they're kind of a, a slick plastic which I thought was kind of a detriment to the toy itself but uh, once she figured out how to you know get her angle her head the right way to get those those pieces out it was like I could I could set up the toy and then she'll just complete it and like, 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, well, that's not that's not much of a challenge anymore now, is it? Uh, so, yeah. I, I suppose that's the problem. If I got another one, it would be alright for, like, a couple weeks, and then once she figures this out, it would be like, bam! Treats! For days! Uh, but no, I haven't tried that out yet, but uh, let's go to sleep and uh, I'll, I'll wrap uh, up this question and continue in the morning. <sighs> And awakeness. And a woofness. Any cute stories to tell? Hmm, I told the story, didn't I? Was it here or was it during a live stream? But uh, she tends to get quite excited about going O-U-T-S-I-D-E. I cannot say that word because she knows what it means. Uh, so, specifically for W-A-L-K-S, knows that word as well. And uh, she's laying down right here, actually. So it, uh, it it's an interesting thing to take uh, her out, and then she'll just start to sprint. And that that at first, really, I suppose at first, I should I should mention uh, she was quite seemed a little bit uh, shy about going for walks and kind of dragged behind and would not get in front of you, which was kind of a uh, a timid sort of behavior, a, uh, a submissive behavior to, to let you take the lead, but she would often walk behind and kind of drag and go really slow, didn't really seem 
interested in walks, which was kind of concerning because I kind of wanted to take her on hikes and things like that. Uh, but now uh, it's probably gone too far in the other direction, and she'll bolt out the door. And uh, if you run alongside her, she will continue to run as fast as she possibly can, which is faster than I can run. And a couple times there, I've gotten on a good sprint, like a like a like oh, I'm running away from. Uh, uh, an explosion behind me kind of sprint. She'll be running faster and pulling and pulling and pulling and uh, kind of get myself a little bit winded and be like, all right, I can't can't go on any further. Must stop. I do not move my legs this fast ever. I sit in a chair all day. So that happens from time to time and, and she gets quite excited about that and uh, that uh, is a little bit stressful. I, ha- I don't have one of those retractable leashes I hear that those are bad for both behavior and for walks. Uh, but I have a, a leash I got from a place, if I can recommend dog stuff, uh, called... I forgot what it was called. Alrighty then. It's a... it's a They make... There's a bunch of places that make these, but it's a it's a bungee leash. It is a, a normal, like a four-foot leash, uh, but instead of just being, you know, solid rope or fabric or whatever, it, it's actually made of bungee. So it has like about a foot of give, so there's a little bit of spring there, so if she does sprint in one direction, uh, it won't just be a sudden snap on, on her neck or my arm or vice versa or whatever. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, bungee, but she'll she'll uh, stretch that to its extremes and, and sprint away. Um, you know, if I were to if I were to stop running, she would continue dragging, so that would not be, be good. She's strong for such a little tiny dog. And, uh, so yeah, let's... Where, where did I get that? I think it starts with an S. Um... Something dog. Uh... What's it called, Kurt? I'll have to look... Hold on, I gotta look it up really quick. Un momento! Skookum dog. S... Woof! Yes, I know! <laughs> you are a dog. S-K-O-O-K-U-M dog. Skookum dog is where I got it from, because uh, kind of a neat thing I learned about. It's all... Uh, all their stuff is made in the USA. Uh, a little bit more pricey because of that, but I got the a collar and the, the bungee uh, leash from them. And uh, yeah, that's kind of a, a, a cool thing. I also have a, a harness. If I put on the harness, she won't run as fast. I got the harness from... <laughs> Dang it! I forgot the name. It's a very popular uh, rough, rough roughwear, rough dog, roughwear, something like that. R U F F. It's a, a bright orange harness. So if I put the harness on her, she won't. Uh, it probably kind of restricts her movement. She won't sprint as fast as just with a collar on. Uh, but uh, got a, got a bunch of stuff like that. So that's that's kind of the stuff I have. But any 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 funny stories or anything? Um. Yeah, not really. Uh, I set up a... found out when I leave the house, I set up a a uh, camera, security camera, whatever, and... Oh, now I know where she goes. She she helps herself to the couch, <laughs> which normally she's not allowed on, and she'll just sleep on the couch waiting uh, for for somebody to come home. Uh, so, that, you know, that's kind of a funny thing I just saw. Like, oh, well, I guess that's where she goes. Um, also, having to lately give her baths because she had a little uh, skin problem. She had a bald spot on her head, and the vet did a little test on it, and it turned out to be some sort of mild, but uh, pretty common kind of bacteria thing. Kind of like 
I think they called it puppy mange. Uh, but it wasn't like full-blown mange, like her hair wasn't falling out everywhere. Just this little spot, so I have to give her these medicated shampoo things just on the spot every week. And I don't know how she knows, but every time, I'm, you know, I don't, I try to, my best not to indicate that I'm going into the tub or preparing or getting out the shampoo or anything like that. She knows I'm going to try to pick her up. And she, I don't know how, it must be just a, a special uh, superpower that all dogs have. They're able to make themselves into the density of a neutron star to prevent you from picking them up. Like, gets as low as possible with the ground and just refuses to be picked up. Um, but uh, it's just like, I'm like, you are not this heavy normally. You're only 32 pounds, but now you feel like you're 132 pounds. I don't know how you do it. So that's just kind of funny whenever that happens. She, she knows. Somehow she knew. And, uh, but yeah, that's been, that's been, uh, some, some trials and tribulations to get that ready to go. I do need, one of my problems is I need one of those, uh, detachable shampoo, not shampoo, uh, shower head things, uh, to, to, to better bathe the dog. But overall, cattle dogs, Australian cattle dogs have that short double coat. Uh, that's kind of waterproof and, and weatherproof because they're kind of outdoor farming cattle dogs, say. So they actually normally don't need that frequent of baths uh, or grooming. No, no need to, to go to get a haircut or anything like that. Uh, she blew her coat in June, so I'm assuming that is going to be her once yearly time to blow her coat because there is hair everywhere. Uh, but now it's fine. No, I mean the occasional, obviously, with a dog, there's you know hair that falls out everywhere, but not. Not the wide swaths of of fluff coming out everywhere, uh, so yeah, uh, not not normally that that much of a problem. It's just because of the skin thing. You don't want it to spread or whatever. Gotta gotta give her a a, a, a scrubbing with the medicated stuff once a week, and then leave it in for five minutes or whatever, uh, which is a delight for her. A delight. Uh, even though afterwards, she you knows she gets treats, but until then, she refuses to be allowed to be picked up. She refuses. <laughs> uh, but this is funny. It's like, zoop. how are you suddenly a magnet to the floor? How do you do this? <laughs> what are these? What are these properties in, in which your 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 matter is changing? Woof. Wolf, Wolfie knows that trick. Wolfie knows. Let's see here. Are you currently from Alex with his donation or, or her, his or her donation? I don't know, but uh, with their donation, there we go. Asking, are there any shows you are currently watching, be it on TV, Netflix, Hulu, or whatever you have? Do you have any Do you have any suggestions for any shows? I did watch all the way through the first season of Mr. Robot. That was good and unexpected things happened, especially for, like, USA Network. They're trying to be, like, uh, AMC or, or something. There's some graphic stuff there. It's certainly not not for the little ones. Uh, but uh, Mr. Robot, I enjoyed. Uh, what else? I, mm, I recently... Mm, yeah, I don't think... Not that many good shows lately that I've been watching. What else? There was something else I watched. Can't remember. There was a show that I watched through, but I can't remember. The weird thing about Mr. Robot is I watched it 
through like on demand, but the first episode is not available anywhere for free on demand or anything, which is bizarre. It is available on the USA website, but you can't, it doesn't mesh with Google uh, Chromecast, so I couldn't watch it on the TV. So, uh, so I had to buy it, <laughs> like one ninety nine for an episode that was technically free but not available anywhere. Ooh, look at that crazy place that we missed. Oh, I guess that's just rendering it. That's probably not as crazy as it appeared. Uh, but yeah, watch Mr. Robot. I recently, last week, I watched the documentary called Citizen Four, which is about Edward Snowden when he came forward. And and is actually, I was surprised. I didn't realize they were. Filming the the first uh, encounter between him and and uh, Glenn Greenwald and the the documentary maker uh, was his other kind of sort not source but he was the source to them they were the the journalists uh, that that wasn't that's a very interesting documentary I would highly recommend it uh, to anybody who uh, lives in this country or even other countries because it concerns you as well uh, very. It's like it is like a, a spy film, but like this stuff is happening for real and to us, and uh, it's kind of it's still this is crazy. Like he was what what was he like twenty seven, twenty eight at the time, and I'm older than that, and I'm like I cannot imagine being. I I would hope if I was in that position that I'd be able to do such a thing like that, but I cannot imagine just being like, whoop, that's the end of my life as I know it, but for a good cause. Right, white pig. Oh, spoilers. Oh, I feel like there's... I was going to make a hidey hole in that kind of pre-built hole there, but I feel like there's a spoiler spawner beneath us. So let's uh, move a little bit away from that. Let's say right here. All right, Wolfie, have a seat. Whoa! Or have a jump, whatever. So yeah, that that's not a show. That's just a one-off documentary, but I would highly recommend that. That's something I watched. But yeah, I haven't really been watching... That many shoes lately. Um, Mr. Robot. There was another one before that, but I can't honestly remember what it was. Like another one that was like it had already played through the season, so uh, I just watched, not not in one sitting, binge watch, but just over the course of time. I just can't can't remember what it was. That's a shame. That's a real shame. Uh, but it's also a real shame that this episode is over. I'm afraid. Episode 509 of the series. Two more episodes. Episode 511. Uh, for those of you who don't know, episode 11 is a special is a special time for Far Lands or Bust because episode 11 was the episode that we actually stopped making it a a normal let's play and turned it into the Far Lands or Bust journey. That's when we decided, you know what? Let's leave this spawn town. I'm gonna make iron tools. We are getting some upgrades. Uh, let's leave this spawn town that we have spawned in and built a cabin around and head to these far lands that Notch just made a blog post about saying that nobody could ever get there. So I take that as a challenge. A challenge indeed. And uh, that's when we set off. So episode 511 is kind of an interesting one. Don't have anything planned. It was episode 311 that we found the golden apple. So perhaps Minecraft has some interesting stuff planned for us. Hopefully non-detrimental to our progress stuff planned for us for episode 511, which will conveniently be this Saturday, I suppose. Hmm, very nice. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching this episode of Far Lines of Busts. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time.
Bonds.